the Popcorn Boys, and we're coming in hot and early, <laughs> because ladies and gentlemen, yeah, this sounds about right for you. It is time for the August Oscars. <laughs> Finally. I am Kyle Jameson. With me is Daniel Trainer. Hello. We are coming at you live from Culver City, California. Daniel, it's the Oscars, and it's August. What's going on? Man, you know... It's it's never too early to start talking Oscars, baby. Is that true? We no. are about to find out. <laughs> <laughs> no, listen. The fun thing about discussing the Oscars in August is that it is so chaotic. And there is no way to really know what will transpire over the next... I'm going to say eight months. I was never it's good at nearly math. eight months, yes. I am a genius. Thank seven you. Plus months. Thank you. Sorry, haters. Good at math now. What can't I do? The... Oscars are on March 27th. Too late. 2022. <laughs> you knew the date. You didn't know the year. I didn't remember if this was still 2020 or if we were in 2021 yet. Interesting. I had to double check. Yes, time has folded in on itself. Meanwhile, the box office challenge goes on. So today on the episode, we are going to be, uh, Daniel and I are going to be making our very early predictions wow. for this year's Oscars. In six riveting categories, the four acting categories, plus picture and director. Oh! Before we get into that, a quick update on the box office challenge. Of course, uh, your pathetic movie, <laughs> Jungle Cruise, Woo-hoo! came out this week. Uh, it is currently sitting at $43 million. Yeah, baby. To ever doubt the power of Dwayne Johnson, never again, America. Now I have uh, that's your third movie to be released. Finally, you're you're having some movies come out here. You got another Correct. one. Correct. The Suicide Squad. Yes, everyone go see The Suicide Squad. I would appreciate that. One of the worst titles of all time. It's not great. There was a movie called Suicide Squad. Two, that is true. Two years ago, maybe three. Yeah, yeah. I mean, now it is The Suicide Squad, which makes it better and more important. So it was la- the last one was it just like. Any old Suicide Squad? Yeah, it was any any ragtag group could. This is the Suicide Squad, much like the Ohio State University. You know. Oh, excellent. Uh, I've had twelve movies come out. I'm in the lead with six hundred fifty nine million and change. Uh, your three movies have given thus far three hundred seventy one million and change. Uh, so the gap is not as big as it should be. <laughs> That's for sure. <laughs> but. As I keep uh, making clear here, you don't have enough movies out yet, so you haven't had a chance to flop. <laughs> okay. So well, I'm still feeling good. We'll see. Listen, let's see when that five first of my flop top, comes. Five of my top six are still to come. Will that flop ever come? I don't know. I'm three for three. I'm about to go four for four this weekend. Things are looking great for me. I have more than half of your total with only three movies out, and you have 12. It, the contest is over. Write me my check. Delta. <laughs> no. Everybody, please. Like, you're going to make please, me root for please, the Delta please, Delta please. Plus? Delta Plus is a thing the now. Delta Plus coming to you. The, the hottest new streaming service is Delta Plus. That's where Free Guy will be streaming in two weeks on Delta Plus. Listen, if nobody can convince you to get vaccinated, if it's not Dr. Fauci, if it's not, you know, Olivia Rodrigo, it needs to be me, okay? I need to win this contest. We need to get back so we can go see Dear Evan Hansen. <laughs> Dear Evan Hansen. Oh, okay, let's get house. into this absolutely insane 
predictions contest, which I have to give you credit for. This doing this, so we're gonna do this draft style, which was your idea, uh, which I think is great because it adds certainly another layer of intrigue to this entire thing. And so we're not just also picking the same. Right, we don't want to agree here. So, so uh, for each of the categories, or for five of the six categories we're doing here, there are five nominees at the Oscar for supporting the the correct number of nominees. Supporting actor and actress, best actor, best actress. Best Director, and then, of course, for some asinine reason, Best Picture now has 10 movies, uh, so... Cancel the ceremony. So, uh, we are going to alternate picks here, um, starting with the Best Supporting Actor category, and wow. we're each going to choose five there. So, Correct. only five will ultimately be nominated, but we will give you 10 options to feel good about. Um, and we're, we're going to start this by flipping a coin to see who goes first in this category. <laughs> And I, uh, unfortunately, both of us are too poor to have any money. I downloaded a coin flip app. Uh, so Daniel, <laughs> they should you use this it. for football games. You can choose it in the digital air. Um, if, okay, <laughs> the digital so air. This looks like heads to me, but I can only see one side of it here. Okay, but when it's in the air, uh, call digitally, it, call it in the air. Okay, here okay. comes the flip. This is heads. Whatever the other side is, tails. Okay, heads. Wow, Heads there's, is there's my correct. Boy George. Wow, so Washington, that, that means you will pick first wow. uh, for best supporting actor. Okay, wow, this then, is huge. Therefore, that means I will pick first for supporting actress. Wow, and so on and so forth. We will alternate alternate the rest of the way. You know, Daniel, this, this best is fun. supporting actor on the board, first choice of the the August Oscars draft. I am actually really happy that this worked out this way because my number one choice in best supporting actor is a bit of a passion pick. So I'm happy I have him on my team. Your number one choice is a passion pick? Yeah. Well, it's, all, it's a passion pick that I also think is going to uh, pan out. Uh, my number one pick in the category of best supporting actor is Jesse Plemons' The what? Power of the Dog. Terrible. Terrible choice. You're ter- a terrible choice for a movie that no one has seen. Okay. Go on. Uh, Jesse Plemons, Power of the Dog. Okay. Jesse, I uh, mean, I, I guess, we, you know, as we go, I mean, a lot of these titles, I think, are going to be sort of foreign to maybe some people. But, you know, so the I po- mean, literally everyone, pretty much. Well, that's also true. But, okay, so The Power of the Dog. Uh, written and directed by Jane Campion, uh, who was nominated for director for The Piano uh, back in, what was that, I think? 93-ish? Yeah. Um, I I think... So I inti- more recently, she did the uh, limited series Top of the Lake. Yeah, and I, I it, you know, I, I, I love Jesse Plemons. He's, you know, manages to be in prestige stuff every year, including the prestige vehicle Jungle Cruise. Um the Power of the Dog is something that I think is really going to take off this year based on a book. Um, you know, it's it's a Netflix thing. It just feel I just feel like Jesse Plemons is gonna be a big uh, is gonna be a big deal this year, hence my number one pick and best supporting actor. Here is the Wikipedia brief plot summary. Please. Not, you know, no no spoilers obviously of here. Course, but we would never. In twentieth century Montana. Oh sounds riveting so far. A, a sadistic ranch owner launches a campaign against a young widow when she unexpectedly marries his brother and comes to live on the ranch. Yes, and uh, Jesse, I believe, is the titular brother. I believe that's correct. Yeah. So, Jesse, number one. Great choice. 
Very happy to have Jesse Plemons on my team. Landry forever. Cruz Victorious forever. Uh, with the second pick in Best Supporting Actor, I am going with Bradley Cooper in Soggy Bottom. <laughs> Just listening to you say the word Soggy Bottom makes me incredibly uncomfortable. Let's hope that it doesn't end up being the title. Oh, I think Soggy Bottom is a great title. Uh, Soggy Bottom, for those uninformed on it, are is Paul Thomas Anderson's new movie. Yep. Um, hopefully it's going to get in by the end of the year. We're not 100% sure on that yet, but it seems yep. to be heading in that direction. Um, the only information we really have about it is it follows a high school student becoming an actor in the 1970s. Yeah. Um, the high school student is being played by Cooper Hoffman, yep. Philip Seymour Hoffman's son. And Bradley Cooper is doing I don't know what. <laughs> yeah, the, the, a but lot he's, of details, uh, supporting actor in it. Yeah, a lot of details are a little murky about this, and I think we'll have more of a, a Paul Thomas Anderson discussion maybe later in this podcast, sort of about him and the Oscars, which I think is kind of uh, kind of interesting the way that uh, the two of them have kind of uh, had a relationship over the years. Bradley Cooper, for the record, was my next pick. So okay, B. Coop, who again I think his name will be coming up later, is set to have uh, perhaps a pretty big year for himself. We shall see. My next choice, second overall. Uh, I'm overall. sorry, third overall, second uh, for me, is Richard Jenkins in The oh. Humans. Oh, a curveball. Now, here we go again. Richard Jenkins may be set to have a big year. Richard Jenkins, who is going to be supporting also in Guillermo del Toro's Nightmare Alley, which we will, I am sure, be discussing later. So, The Humans. A bit of a wild card this year, I think. But Richard Jenkins, again, I think is going to have a big year. And there's some people in the in the conversation uh, who have multiple projects going this year. Cooper, Jenkins, there are others that we'll talk about. Does that help? Does that hurt? I tend to think it helps. I think when you have two big prestige projects, I think that only helps your narrative, really. Um, and we've also seen that, like, they haven't shied away from, you know, double nominating people like Scarlett Johansson in recent years. Uh, so I think it only helps. Richard Jenkins is The Humans, which is a film adaptation uh, of a one-act play. Uh, Stephen Karam, I believe I'm saying that right, uh, is the... First-time director. First-time director, but it's his play. Uh, it's a play that was a big deal on Broadway. Um nominated for Tony's Richard Jenkins in the humans was not in the Broadway show, uh, if I'm correct. Uh, but, uh, I, I think big, big things here for, for Dick Jennings. This, uh, this is an a 24 movie. So it, it, uh, you know, generally they have some pretty high critical acclaim. So we'll see if that fits the mold. Sure. All right. Fourth pick. Things are getting interesting here. Sure are. Am I going off board already? See, you can't do whatever you want. Well, I can't what? Yeah, do whatever you want. Go off board. Don't worry about what I'm doing. All right, fourth pick. Uh, I'm going with Brendan Gleeson in The Tragedy of Macbeth. Wow, okay. Um, there's not much. Uh, if you know Shakespeare, you don't need and an I explanation don't, unfortunately of, don't. of what Macbeth is. Who he's playing in it, however, I do not know, and I'm currently looking up. Wow, you feel really confident in this pick. Your second overall pick, fourth in this category, is Brendan Gleeson. Oh, I love Brendan Gleeson. Brendan Gleeson in Macbeth, perfect. I love Brendan Gleeson. Perfect cast. 
casting. Oh, he's King Duncan. Amazing. Yes, my favorite King Duncan. King Tim Duncan, played by <laughs> Brendan Gleeson. Brendan Gleeson in a Tim Duncan biopic. Now that stunt casting <laughs> I can get behind. I went off board with my second pick, so things are already off See, the rails. Th- these are excuses. See, when he, when Brendan Gleeson comes nowhere near a nine, I mean, you went off board as well. Like, Richard Jenkins in The Humans was hardly even on my extended list. Okay, here. well, I'm going to win this easily. Well, not, I didn't go off board. You did. W- whatever. Just make your next pick. My next pick... <laughs> is Adam Driver in The Last Duel. Ooh. Again, here we are. Already we're talking about actors who are set to have big years, right? And not only is this an actor who's set to have a big year, Adam Driver, who just is sort of star power rises by the year, uh, is also in House of Gucci, uh, a movie that we will be discussing later. And again, another person who is set to have a big year is director Ridley Scott, who directed both of those movies. Hey, now. Uh, See, this is the House of Gucci discussion, and it's a narrative we will be discussing all year, but we should get into it now, I suppose. House of Gucci, if you remember, if you listen back to, I believe... Wait, why are we talking about House of Gucci? You just drafted him in the last duel. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for the correction. Thank you so much for the correction. Adam Driver, of course, would be lead, and maybe he'll be a pick, is lead for House of Gucci. He's supporting here for the last duel. Uh, a movie uh, that I wasn't really that excited about, to be honest. I mean, we've had the discussion about how can Ridley Scott sort of deliver twice in one year. Um, and it's interesting because both of these trailers, for The Last Duel and for House of Gucci, sort of came out within weeks of each other. Right. Uh, and the reactions were all over the place for both. <laughs> for both, yeah. The Last Duel, I'm being honest, isn't really something that I'm I'm that excited for. It just doesn't really look like my cup of tea. But Adam Driver, I think, looks to be giving a very showy performance here. And in a year where he's going to have two big prestige roles, in addition to his role in Annette, which comes out this week, sort of, you know, I don't think is really going to be an Oscar player, but certainly like a critic's darling sort of thing. He has those three. I think he's getting in somewhere. It's um, a, yeah, it feels like it's, it's a big year for him. Uh, the last duel, by the way, uh, features Jodie Comer, Matt Damon, Ben Affleck, along Matt, with Adam now, Driver. Now, you bring up Matt Damon. There's This movie includes an alleged rape and then a duel, the last sanctioned duel in France that that follows. You're not ready. I'm bored. Um, I do have to be honest with you. You're bored by this plot summary? Yeah, I do want to talk about Matt Damon briefly. Oh, good. The Matt Damon discourse. And we're back. So the sixth pick here, we're cutting uh, cutting all that out. Why? All right. Any more any more thoughts, or shall we no, move on? No, go on, go on. All right, with the sixth pick, sixth. You've chosen three times already. Yes? I've chosen four. You've chosen four? Yeah. One, two. Oh no, I'm three, sorry. Three, three, three. Sorry. Yeah. All right. This is the sixth pick. Uh, I am going with. Let me finalize this in my head before I say it out loud. Yes, I'm going to go with Mark Rylance in Don't Look Up. Okay. Now, Don't Look Up, of course, is Adam McKay's new movie. We've only seen a very brief teaser for this. but the Brief is right. The uh, Wikipedia little little summary here tells me that it's – that the film tells the story of two low-level astronomers – 
who must go on a giant media tour to warn mankind of an approaching comet that will destroy planet Earth. Correct. Who Mark Rylance is playing in this movie? I have no idea. Maybe he's playing himself. People like him. If there was an asteroid coming towards Earth, Mark Rylance would be near the top of my list for people to save me. Well, that's why uh, so that's why I picked him. He's so calm collected. He always seems to be wearing a hat of some kind. People are going to love him. People always love Mark Rylance. Don't Look Up is really, again, one of the big how many question has he marks. Just been, how many times has he been nominated? Well, he won for Bridge of Spies. Right. Uh, he has was, he been nominated besides that? I don't know the answer to that question at this time. Nothing like asking easily Googleable <laughs> questions on the podcast without yes. answers. Mark Rylance is great. I'm a Mark Rylance fan. I just don't know. Again, I, uh, there's no way to know at this point, not having seen this, but I get the hunch that he might not have that much to do here. In a cast where there's 80 There are a lot people, of people that could be a downside fan. And they are the 80 most famous people in the world all in one movie. Absolutely everyone. Is How does anybody stand out? You know, I think that's my question here. A fair critique. You're up. Number, so my, where are we? Numbers, this is the seventh pick. Yeah. So my fourth overall. So we each have two remaining picks here in Best Supporting Actor. You know, this this next pick for me is a double-edged sword. I don't want him, but I think it's going to happen. My next pick is Jared Leto in House of Gucci. Oh, wow. Now, Infamously, I do not like Jared Leto. Now we're talking about an asteroid coming to Earth. The only benefit of an asteroid hitting Earth is that Jared Leto would also die. I like Jared Leto. Of course you do. I mean, there's I'm, nothing. There's never scared. been anything more obvious that you like Jared Leto. I, I don't really like Jared Leto. He's insufferable. Yeah, he doesn't. What's quite... his band called? Thirty Seconds to Mars. What do they sound like? This in my head. This is what Thirty Seconds to Mars sounds like. I. Need you so bad. <laughs> That's where the 30 seconds to Mars I cannot confirm or like. deny. I don't know what they sound like. Listen, Jared Leto can kick rocks, okay? But in the aforementioned House of Gucci trailer, which I started talking about too soon, uh, he, unfortunately, I think kind of... They're setting him up to steal the show. Did I think he stole the show for me necessarily? Uh, no. Nee. But also, he goes, he undergoes this like stupid physical transformation, all this makeup, prosthetics, blah, 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 whatever. What a transformation. It just feels like something that people are going to kind of fall for. And people like Jared Leto for some reason. I can't figure it out. It feel, I've tried. I've really tried. Him in the trailer feels very best supporting ass. Yeah. Ass? Best supporting ass. <laughs> and honestly, if this was best supporting ass, Jared Leto would have been my number one. Richard Jenkins, number two. Uh, all right, so I have two more picks, right? Best supporting ass. You know who would be number one? Me. You seen this thing? <laughs> oh, God. All right, my second to last pick here. Oh, boy. Hold on, let me confirm that this is the movie I think it is before oh I choose it. I'm really scared here because you need to pick something. Ooh, that is not the one I was thinking it was, so we're going to go in a different direction. What do you mean I need to pick something? Just, it'll, it'll make sense. Uh, I am going with Richard Jenkins Ooh. in Nightmare Alley. Okay, that's good. I'm happy you have that, actually. Two Richard Jenkins selections that's great. in the same category. That's wow. fantastic. Richard Jenkins, showing that you can do it at any age. 
Uh, have we talked about Nightmare Alley yet? I don't think we, we have. Not, right? No, not in full. Uh, Nightmare Alley is Guillermo del Toro's new movie. Correct. Uh, we haven't seen anything from it yet. Very mysterious. Scheduled to come out the end of the year. It did not. They did not finish it in time for the Venice Film Festival. Um, the it's kind of unclear exactly what this movie is. Uh, but what we see so far via Wikipedia, of it's course, it's going to be spooky, scary. Uh, uh, so, Stan Carlyle, an ambitious carny with a talent for manipulating people with a few well-chosen words, hooks up with Dr. Lilith Ritter, a psychiatrist who is even more dangerous than he is. Ooh. So, that's Nightmare Alley, Guillermo del Toro's new movie. Yeah. And Richard Jenkins, of course, is going to be nominated for this and not for whatever the hell you chose him in. Well, guess what, baby? Guess who is also going to be nominated for Nightmare Alley? My final pick and Best Supporting Actor... You know him, you love him. Willem Dafoe is Ooh, my okay. fifth choice. Uh, I will say uh, Richard Jenkins was a notch below. I had Richard Jenkins uh, in my seventh spot for Nightmare Alley just because, like, you know, he, do I, he's not going to get not Well, he could. I, I highly doubt Richard Jenkins in the year of our Lord 2022 is getting two Best Supporting Actor <laughs> yeah, nominations. Unlikely. So I kind of had him there in case you had chosen him for the humans because I do think it, feel, it feels like he'll get something here. Um, Agreed. So I'm going with Willem, who I love, uh, and I think, you know, could really sort of turn it out here. And uh, it feels like Nightmare is ripe for, like, four acting nominations, you know, at, at the least. Theoretically, honestly. yeah. Um, so, yeah, I have Willem here in my fifth spot. Happy to have him. All right, let's close out the category. Uh, I'm going with Steven Yen. Okay. In The Humans. You already mentioned The Humans. You picked uh, Richard Jenkins from it, and I'm going with Steven Yen. Love that. Love that. Listen, yeah, he I, he, he did not make my top ten. Should we go over our final who who else we had in our Yeah, yeah, list? run, run uh, some of the ones we didn't pick, who were your kind of so honorable mentions. the names mentions. that we didn't pick, uh, I had uh, Andre Holland for Passing. Okay. Uh, my eight spot nine was Al Pacino for House of Gucci. Yep. And then ten was sort of my a, a bit of a a bit of a wild card, kind of a swing. Uh, Benny Safdie for Soggy. Bob. Oh, I was considering him too. I almost plugged him in. He was my ten spot. Who do you got? Uh, some of the others that popped up. I you mentioned Pacino already. Um, Colin Firth for Mothering Sunday. Truly, have never heard of that. I uh, barely have. I found out about it today. Okay, great. Uh, John Bernthal and King Richard. Who does he play? Pete Sampras? <laughs> uh, no, who does he play? Do we? Do you know? I don't have it here, no. John he McEnroe? I think he plays like... I love that we're making the story of the William Sisters about men. I think that's <laughs> beautiful. I think that's beautiful. Uh, any one of a number of people in, say, The French Dispatch sure. or a few other movies. Uh, Corey Hawkins, Tragedy of Macbeth. Uh, that basically rounds out the other ones I was considering okay. taking. All right. Uh, so let's move on to Best Supporting Actress. Oh, man. Baby. Here we go. Uh, you went first in Supporting Actor. Correct. So I will go first in supporting actress, and we are going to lead off with. Let me check real quick. Let me make sure I'm locked in here. Is this really what I want to do? Yes, it is. I'm going with Kirsten Dunst no! in the power, the power of the dog. We've already no! mentioned this. We've already mentioned this movie. You took. I can't uh, you get to have Kirsten on your squad. Well, I can't let you have Jesse Plemons and Kirsten Dunst. 
husband and she wife. She wasn't even my number one, but I was hoping that you were going to have her lower and I could get her too. Absolutely not. Go on, and then I need to say something. Yeah, go ahead. No, go on. Were you done? Yeah, I'm done. I need to manifest this nomination. Has she ever been nominated? No. The industry has rejected her. The what? The industry has rejected her. Okay. <laughs> you need to relax. <laughs> Pull it together. Okay, I'm trying. I'm trying to channel my inner Kirsten. No, but I mean to 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 be to be fair, she like gave this interview a number of years ago where she sort of like kind of said like she's I mean for the career that she has had, which has been storied and diverse and like really incredible. She has never had this moment. She has never won something big. She hasn't had that thing. Sounds like we've got a narrative on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. It really does, and I need it to happen. I love her so much. She's one of my favorite actresses. Can you imagine Kirsten and Jesse, who we have forgotten to mention, are married? I just did mention. I I said I couldn't let you have them both, husband and wife, et cetera, et cetera. Oh, yeah, I don't really listen. Um, God, what a story that would be. It'd be great. What a story that would be. Uh, oh, I'm so jealous of you, Kirsten. But I'm glad she was our number one pick. I like that. I like that a lot. All right, you are up. Second pick in our best supporting actress. By the Ugh. way, well, I'll, well, I'll save that for. Okay, I uh, I can't wait for that. The um, this works out because I do get my number one pick, uh, which is Ruth Nega in Passing. A good choice. She was uh, in my. She was on high on my board as well. Yeah. So we we briefly mentioned passing. I had Andre Holland sort of on my long list. So passing, uh, one of these rare things where this is a movie that has been seen already. So we kind of know this is a movie that premiered at by Sun- who? Well, premiered at Sundance. Um, written and directed by Rebecca Hall, who is great. It's a Netflix thing. It's this is her first time directing, I believe. Yeah, I believe so. Uh. So the story is about these like two mixed race friends who reunite uh, sort of older in life and adulthood, one of whom played by Tessa Thompson. Um, or no, I'm sorry. I think Ruth Negga is the one who passes as white. Tessa Thompson uh, is not able to and sort of identifies as black uh, and sort of the story of, of that friendship evolving. Uh, people have seen it. People have loved it. People have loved Ruth Negga's performance. And it feels like sort of a sort of an easy pick here sort of you know it's one of these sure things where it's like well people have seen this and love her performance so you know why not pick her makes sense yeah uh i am on the clock you sure are third best supporting actress pick here i'm going with marley matlin in coda all right i like this coda uh c-o-d-a stands for child of deaf adult um, the, the story revolves around a child yep. who has deaf parents, and Marley Matlin, I believe, plays the mother of the main character that is in correct. the movie. Marley Matlin, Matlin is deaf. The only deaf Oscar winner in history still to this day. And I think she, this movie's going to have a push, and I think she's going to get nominated. Well, I hope so. I'm, I'm really excited for this movie. It comes out next week on Apple TV or Apple Plus, whatever we're calling it. Uh, it comes out on Apple next week. It, it's, it's hard to say, you know, like so many of these things. Like this was a huge thing 
It sold for like $25 million. Right. Now it's coming out in a week and it doesn't seem like there's a lot of buzz. It doesn't. I'm hoping it starts to pick up when it does. It looks really good. I think like Marley Matlin will definitely campaign pretty hard. If you remember, like she popped up at last year's Oscars. Right. She presented. So sort of like starting that narrative early. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm really excited for this movie and Marley Matlin is, is incredible. So I would, I would fully support that. Uh, she was number six on my list. Okay. So I had her a little, a little further down than you. Uh, so that means that we, I get my second pick here. Uh, the aforementioned Nightmare Alley. We're going to be talking about it a lot. My girl, Tony Collette. Strong choice. She was high on my board. Sorry to go back to the, you know, the Shamathon. Tony Collette should already be an Oscar winner for the Sixth Sense. And uh, I think she gets in here again, again, you know, again, nobody's seen this movie. I have no idea. But Tony Collette in a Guillermo del Toro movie feels pretty perfect. Uh, so Tony is my girl. She's she's getting in. Good choice. Uh, my third pick. Ooh, I mean, this is one of those things where, <laughs> well, as I say this, you're going to think, well, it could be this person or it could, could be this person. And guess what? They're in the same movie. But anytime... Blank is in a movie, you kind of have to at least have the conversation of whether they're going to get nominated oh, for an actor. Sure, okay. Now, of course, this could be two people. They're both in the movie Don't Look Up. I'm going with oh. Kate Blanchett. Oh, really? In Don't okay. Look Up. This is, again, the Adam McKay movie we've alluded to earlier. Now, stars Leo DiCaprio and Jennifer Lawrence. I, From what I know, I believe Kate's role in this movie is very small. And I think Nightmare Alley is going to be Kate's thing this year again, and we'll be getting to that later. And this works out perfectly for me because my next pick is the god, the legend herself, the goat, if you will, of the Academy Awards, Miss Meryl Streep. Makes sense. I Meryl Streep uh, is playing the president in an Adam McKay movie. That's all you need to really say. That's, that's fair enough. Meryl Streep, baby. Uh, how many is that we're up to? Uh, that is four for me. So I have, wait, that's your, no, that's three. I'm so sorry. Okay, okay. I, so I have two more I choices. Take back what I said. I have two more choices here and stand by while I look up who this character is playing in the movie before I choose them. You know, it's like, thank God. Thank God for Google. Oh, Google's great. <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. Wait a minute. Google, if you want to sponsor the pod, that'd be great. Hit us Why up. isn't she listed on Wikipedia? What's going on? This is. Do I have to pivot here? This is off the rails. Might have to pivot. This is off the rails. He oh, in an undisclosed role. All right. Yeah, I'm gonna pivot. Oh, he's gonna pick somebody who is not on the Wikipedia page for a movie. No, on the Wikipedia page, we just don't know the role. Are you gonna tell us what it was? No, don't, because it might be one of my. Picks. I will tell you later. Okay. Uh, in which case, my pivot is going to be to somebody I have never heard of. <laughs> Wow, what a pivot that is. Yeah, well, when you pivot, you got to pivot hard. <laughs> pivot, uh, friends. You we're going friends? with somebody named Ariana DeBose. Somebody na- okay, first of all, somebody named Ariana DeBose is it's just like... <laughs> I don't know who this is. Who is this? Okay, she's been in a ton of shit. Uh, she's been in almost nothing. What? In terms of movies. That's not true. Yes, it is. Okay. Well, I literally... Well, okay. That's not true. And also, uh, I just watched her in Schmigadoon, where she... What? Oh. Schmigadoon. Okay. 
Are you gonna, Ariana DeBose for a movie? Please tell. Please uh, tell she's in West Side Story. Correct. Yeah, I mean, West Side Story to me is a really interesting one this year. Where obviously uh, Steven Spielberg is remaking it. It's coming out around Christmas. Yeah, and this feels like if it's good, is a major player this year. I just don't know that I have the faith that it's going to be. I am quite skeptical as well. Um, Otherwise, I probably would have picked her a little higher. Yeah, I just don't know what to make of West Side Story. I'm pretty skeptical about it. I had her down, and she was nine on my board. Yeah. Sort of one of those, like, if you had taken everybody that was left with her, I was like, ah, you know, maybe she breaks through. And she certainly could. I mean, this could be, like, sort of a young star-making performance. I mean, for as much shit as I give you for not knowing who she is, she's pretty unknown to the general public. So, you know. Right, I'm hoping for a little West Side breakout. Sure, why not? All right, so I'm up next. This is my fourth pick. Uh, yes, you have two more. I have one more. Okay, great. Uh, I am going with, you know, I, I know I called Meryl, you know, the god, the legend. This might be a sort of just one step down from the god, the legend, Meryl. My fourth pick and best supporting actress is Dame Judy Dench. Jude. In Belfast. 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 The movie Belfast. Belfast, of course. Written, of course. Kenneth Branagh's new movie. Written and directed by Kenneth Branagh. Uh, Famously, he's coming off a big <laughs> critical success with Artemis Fowl. You know what? <laughs> I've had enough of you. Okay? Here's how uh, Wikipedia describes Belfast. The film, which Brana has described as his most personal film, mm, I'm already centers I'm on already a young crying. boy's childhood, and uh, the amid oh sorry amid the tumult of Belfast, Northern Ireland, in the Northern 1960s. Ireland. Ireland, Ireland. Who Judy Dench is playing in this movie? Uh, I'm not. It's unclear. unclear. I think. Uh, this feels ripe for a juicy role for Judy. It's premiering at Toronto. Juicy Judy, that's what we call her. <laughs> I've, we call it Juicy Judy. Yeah, Juicy Judy is my fourth pick. Listen, Judy Dench. It, it, Kenneth Branagh obviously has a, a, a sort of a shaky record as a director. I mean, you know, nominated for Best Director way back in 1990. Um, so... It's a. It feels a bit sketchy to go out on a limb for a Kenneth Branagh movie like this, but it just feels. It just feels like it's going to be big, uh, for Judy. Not big. No, literally nobody will see this movie. Um, but I feel good about Judy sort of sneaking in with kind of a powerhouse supporting performance. Fair. Uh, last pick time. I am going, kind of uh, kind of pretty far down the line here. In terms of uh, what I assume are the expected players in this category this year. Okay, I'm going with see. Vera Farmiga in The Many the Saints Conjuring? of Newark. Wow. The Many Saints of Newark. She's playing Livia Soprano. Wow. Who was phenomenally played in The Sopranos by Nancy Marchand. Listen, of course. I mean, Livia, one of the most iconic characters in television history, if I do say so. And just based on the trailer, it was like, Vera is bringing none of that. <laughs> How dare you? That trailer looks great. I'm excited for this movie, You actually. thought that trailer looked Oh, great. yeah. I'm into it. For sure. Wow. All right. Let's wrap Best Supporting Actress. Who Vera are you picking? Vera Interesting. All right. Well, that is great, I guess. I mean, 
no, By the way, if you don't pick someone here, I'm just going to call you out forever because you're a fraud. Really? Oh, yeah. Well, I, I have no idea who you could be talking about. <laughs> um, I'm tempted to pivot to somebody, but I'm not going to. Uh, th- there's no way that this is the person you're talking about because my final pick in Best Supporting Actress is Anne Dowd. You are a fraud. Matt. Okay, why didn't you pick them? Because you were the one who made a big stink about it. Oh, okay. Listen. Millicent Simmons in A Quieter Place. Listen. You love the performance. You said, I'm starting the Oscar campaign right now. Okay. And then we do a Sorry. podcast about Best Supporting Actress, and you don't even choose her in your top ten. You know what? This is fair. I'm just saying we are predicting what's going to happen. Do I think that she deserves to be nominated? Would this be a great place to start the campaign? Yeah. That's yeah, an argument. You need to will it. In. This, these, That's an this podcast is going to be one of the narrative Fine. starters. Fine. Here's what I'll say. Millicent Simmons, I do want to start the campaign. I'll start it right now. It's too she, late. She's offended. Every, I'm offended. Everyone's offended. You picked Anne Dowd. Well, I'm picking character actress Anne Dowd to get in for Mass. Okay? Do you have a problem with that? I have a problem with Mass. Well, Mass, to, mass is right up my alley in terms of a movie. <laughs> That's weird. Well, it's not. Well, it is weird that it is. But here's yes, the, no, that's what I'm here's saying. the premise. Years after a shooting, the parents of the victim and the perpetrator meet face to face. Oh my God! I mean, give it to so mass give, as in mass shooting. Give that to me now. Uh, this okay? Uh, premiered at. I Sundance, can't imagine wanting to see a movie less. Premiered at Sundance. Uh, raves <laughs> and Dowd. Raves Emmy winner Anne Dowd just kind of feels like if enough people get eyes on it, I think Anne Dowd is sort of that sort of actress who has enough cachet from over the years. If her performance is seen, uh, I think could sort of sneak in. So Fair I'm enough. Going, I'm Everybody going, loves Anne Dowd. What's uh, what was on your extended list? That my didn't extended get list. There, okay, so let's see. On the extended list, I had Marley Matlin at six. Um, well, she was chosen. So. I know. Well, we don't need to hear uh, who was eight, on your list that was chosen. At number eight, I almost went with her here instead of Anne, but I had uh, – and I, I, I pray to God I'm saying her name right. Jane Hootyshell from The Humans. Now, what's interesting about her is that she is playing the role that she did in the Broadway show and won a Tony for it. Okay. So – is it unwise to go with a performance that you know is essentially going to be dynamite in a movie that is probably going to be seen? It feels like if the humans becomes a thing, and I'm predicting Richard Jenkins to get in for it, you would assume that she would as well, despite the fact that she's not really a household name outside of Broadway circles. Eh, anyway, I digress. The number 10, uh, I have Jesse Buckley. Uh, for The Lost Daughter, a movie oh. that I'll be getting into. I think I meant to write her down, but I missed her. I believe here uh, in a little bit. That feels like a potentially Oscar-y movie. Lost Daughter or something. I mean, that it's I called missed. The Lost Daughter. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, wait, this is <laughs> – they're casting out the bait as we speak. Yeah, okay. Who else is on your list? Well, the one I didn't end up selecting because uh, it was unlisted on Wikipedia was Sally Hawkins in Spencer. Okay, yeah, thought about it. I, 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 As I was looking it up, I was like, okay, is she going to play someone I know? And then I'll lock this in, and then seems unclear now, exactly would, now, what's going curious, on there. Who would she play in the movie Princess Diana that you would know? Uh, I don't know, Camilla? <laughs> you think Sally Hawkins is going to play Camilla? 
I don't know. They do a lot of nice things with makeup these days. Listen, they can, they can I, make it happen. Sally Hawkins. I, do, I really just wanted to pick Sally they Hawkins. They do a lot of nice things with You think makeup. Jared Leto is going to get nominated for playing so-and-so Gucci? Listen, we can get into it if you want. Men they do a lot of nice things with makeup. Men get away with things that women don't, and that's something that we can talk about at a later date. Okay? That's something we can talk about at a later date. Yeah, we don't have time for that today. Let's move on to Best Actress. Oh, we're okay. staying in the, with the same gender here, and we're going to Lead Actress. And I get to go first? You're leading us off here. Best Actress, Daniel, your first pick. Okay, so go Best ahead. Actress is, of course, the only thing that I care about in the world. And, hey, you get to pick first. Congratulations. My number one pick, 2022 Best Actress I'm going to be mad if you take mine. What you are. Oh, he does not take mine. Excellent. What you need. Jennifer Hudson in respect. This feels like the most slam dunky of nominees. A basketball term. Yeah. Yeah. Just not uh, – it wasn't top of my board as far as winners. I think that's exactly right. I, I sort of feel the same way. Could Jennifer Hudson win for respect? Uh, certainly. Um – do I think that she will? No. So she's not my number one for the potential win. Wow, good thing you picked her first then. That was smart. Okay. Again, we're picking nominees. Okay? Yeah, but picking the I, winner is important here. We don't, it, It's actually not. Sure it is. What are you talking we're about? picking who is going to be nominated. She's my number one pick to get nominated. Right, but you, you, it's more uh, – if you – if you pick, if your first pick is the winner, that's worth more than just picking someone who happened to get nominated. You ne- you never said that. This is the Oscars. You never said. We don't care about the runners a, up. There's an extra point if you pick the winner. Well, we haven't devised a, a point system, but obviously you want to have the winner chain, rather chain, than just. <laughs> All right, uh, she's obviously playing Aretha Franklin in what looks to be a fairly boring biopic. A pretty mediocre <laughs> biopic. Uh, my first pick. That I will see, of course, opening weekend. A opening weekend is coming up too, right? Doesn't it come out soon? Ooh, head to hell with Coda. Ooh. Um, I'm going with Kristen Stewart in Spencer. Mm, I'm mad you have her. You're taking my girls. Well, what are you going to do? Spencer is... Bring back my girls. The preposterously titled Princess Diana movie. Not this again. Great title. Spencer. It's a great title. It's actually... Confidential? It's... It's actually taking back her identity. Isn't that nice? Oh, she she actually doesn't have to be known as a princess, okay? It's her maiden name. She was actually a person before she became a princess. Yeah, Ooh, and nobody wait, cared about tagline. it. Do you have Pablo Lorraine's email? She was a person before she became a princess? That's really good. She was a person before a princess. That's genius. One. Can you imagine working in marketing for two seconds? <laughs> How easy that is? These people... If somebody came up with she was a person before a princess, they would be making $500,000 a year and they would be like people would be bowing at their feet. That's a pretty unexciting tagline. My number two pick is the aforementioned Kate Blanchett for Nightmare Alley. Wow. A little higher than I expected here. Yeah. Again, you know, we talked but- about it. Like it's, I said, it's it's Kate Blanchett. It's Kate. It's Guillermo. How can you not? You know, and she she would maybe be my number one for a win 
at this point. If to get back to that discussion, but I'm gonna have her two here because you just you just never know. Very interesting. All right, my next pick uh, is. Where did it go? There it is. Penelope Cruz Woo! in Parallel Mothers. Wow, interesting. Parallel Mothers uh, being directed by Pedro Almodovar. Yeah. Uh, not really sure what this movie is about. There is a teaser. Have you watched the teaser? I have not watched the teaser yet. It tells you nothing, essentially, but it looks – I mean, it, Almodovar is great. I love Penelope Cruz. I'm surprised you have her this high, though. She was 10th on my board. Yeah, I just think, like – I'm basing this basically on the fact that Antonio Banderas was nominated for Pain and Glory, and this which oh my god feels like so good the type of performance that has a good shot to break through, especially in categories that often lack diversity. Well, yeah, it's premiering at Venice too, which is a good sign. It's also going to be the closing night movie at the New York Film Festival, so there's going to be some like buoyance behind it. Um, I think we'll see in like a month where it stands. Right, I expect it to be. Good. Um, and, yeah, I mean, I would love Penelope back in the Best Actress race. But, yeah, I'm surprised you had her that high. Hype it up. Let's go. Um, okay, so my third pick uh, is our defending champion. Wow. My third pick is Frances McDormand for the, the Tragedy of Macbeth. Now, there are a couple things working against this. One, she won last year. Um, obviously, this happens a lot where people get nominated uh, in successive years. But... There, correct me if I'm wrong. I would like your opinion on You're this. You're wrong. Is there a little bit of Francis fatigue? I think so. Okay. That's why I bumped her down a little bit. So there's that, and there's Well, I bumped also, her down for two reasons. One, because I don't think she's going to win. And so that's not I'm looking for the winner initially. I'm looking for the winner initially. Okay. I mean, that's your problem. What do you... No. This is... <laughs> you are incorrect. No. This is the Oscars in August. What? Who's going to win Best Actress? Camila Cabello for Cinderella. <laughs> the other thing that's going against Tragedy of Macbeth is that early word oh God, from go. my sources is that it might not be that good. Um, but we, we didn't mention this when we brought it up in uh, Best right. Supporting Actor, by the way, but this is Joel Cohen directing sans ethan <laughs> oh god he's sans ethan for this one he's gonna go ahead and be sans ethan yeah so uh solo effort here his first as a director but it's macbeth and it's denzel and francis mcdormand so it, and it's a cohen right it, it's it like, feels kind of automatically oscary at least this, in like, some sense story of macbeth as like a thriller. tragedy not a story it's the tragedy of macbeth not the story of macbeth <sighs> listen i'm hype for this movie i love macbeth i love macbeth. scottish it's my I love people everybody i love everybody involved Blend, brendan gleason I'm playing tim duncan oh, yeah brendan <laughs> brendan gleason getting nominated for playing tim duncan in macbeth i'm i have i have my doubts is what i'm saying but francis in macbeth just it just feels how can you not have her feels uh like a likely nominee yeah but unlikely winner which, um, which means it's a, we're, you're at about the right spot agreed. to be drafting her okay, here. Okay, thank you. I appreciate that. Speaking of the right spot to be drafting here, I'm going with Lady Gaga in House of Gucci. Oh, God, you're getting them all. You're getting them all. <laughs> uh, we've talked about House, House of Gucci already. The trailer came out. Wow. She's She's really going for it in this trailer. This movie might end up being 
terrible? Now a thought that I had. But yeah, if it, if it's not terrible and it's and it's great or even yeah borderline great, I think it's probably going to be because Lady Gaga is great in it. Listen, I could not be more excited for this. Gaga was seventh on my board. The trailer knocked her down a little bit for me. The trailer notched up my expectation level because it looks campy as hell, right? And I cannot wait. But it knocked down my sort of expectations Oscar-wise. Fair. I also had this thought, I might predict Lady... If I were doing this thing uh, for the Razzies, I might also predict <laughs> Lady Gaga oh, she's, at the same time. Right. She's a top 10 pick in both, probably. She's a top 10 pick in both. You just don't know. Uh, man, you have Gaga. You have Kristen Stewart. You have Kirsten Dunst. It's like, are you trying to kill me? I mean, looking at the board, who could I have picked that you would have not been upset about? Well, I had two... Oh. Well, I had two people ahead of Gaga... And so we're going to go to my next pick here. This is my what? Uh, fourth? fourth? Yeah, fourth here. Yeah, we, we've, made, we've picked six. So we each have two two picks remaining in best actress. In fourth, Olivia Coleman for The Lost Daughter, ladies and gentlemen. Now, The Lost Daughter, we talked about this was, it. This was – I was maybe going to pick her next if you didn't. I feel really good about The Lost Daughter. So we mentioned it earlier in terms of Jesse Buckley. To get into it a little bit deeper here, written and directed by Maggie Gyllenhaal. Maggie G. Which is super cool. Uh, Premiering at Venice, which was kind of a big deal. I mean, Maggie, a female director, first-time director, getting her first feature into Venice, something that the tragedy of Macbeth could not do, is huge. And I think spells good things uh, for the movie. Olivia Coleman is sort of the lead. Jesse Buckley plays Olivia Coleman's younger self. Um, it's sort of, it's a, the synopsis, a woman while on a summer holiday finds herself becoming obsessed with another woman and her daughter, prompting memories of her own early motherhood to come back and unravel her. There's a clip that's been circulating online. Olivia Coleman, she looks incredible. It's Olivia Coleman. She's so good. She's going to knock it out of the park. I think the movie looks cool and good, and I think it's going to be uh, a thing, and I'm excited for it. I think Jesse Buckley is playing, like, the younger version of Olivia Coleman. That's what I said. Yeah. Okay. You just said that? <laughs> yes. I was not paying attention. Oh, God. That's all we, I mean, ever, all we ever do. Why would I pay attention? Uh, my fourth pick in this category is we've, we've brought her up already. Um with Ruth Nega, it's it's Tessa Thompson. Wow! In passing, not on my board. Not on your board. Well, your board is wrong. <laughs> <laughs> not on my board. Yeah, you love Tessa. Yeah, of course. Yeah. This is a loaded category, by the way. It is. I yeah. think this might be the strongest category. Yeah, I would agree with that. In in the six that we're looking at today. All right. So my final pick. Final pick. Oh, man. I, you're going to be mad because I, I assume she's next for you. And I'm going with her. One of your girls, actually. one of Probably one of your girls more than my girls. My final pick and best actress is Jodie Comer. Jodie. For The Last Duel. I was down to her. I, uh, I had two, basically two choices remaining for my last one. She was one of the two. So Jodie has really risen in the ranks here in the past couple of weeks since the trailer for The Last Duel came out. Which she really, looks very good in the trailer. She looks very good. A lot of focus on her. Uh, it just feels like it could, uh, you know, sort of be this thing. 
that that happens in a movie that I think is going to do quite well, maybe across the board, kind of kind of out of nowhere. It's kind of fun, you know, having Jodie Comer suddenly in the Oscar race. Last pick in Best Actress. Okay. Uh, bit of a I'm calling this a wild card, but only but it's not really a wild card. But in terms of her current, I feel like her current standing has fallen in recent years. Okay, I know where you're going. Potential comeback here, Oscar-wise, even though she's still been successful. I'm going Jennifer Lawrence in Don't Look Up. Yes, of course. Uh, nominated before, obviously. Won before. Correct. Uh, and obviously, we've talked about this movie a bunch already, but this is the Adam McKay movie. She's one of the main characters, along with Leo DiCaprio. If this movie is well-received, this feels like it, ha- it would have a decent shot. Um, of course, she could be overshadowed by the literally millions of actors and actresses playing supporting roles in this Ariana movie. Grande. But if it's good, she kind of has to be pretty good for it to work. So, yeah, it Ariana is, Grande's in it. Oh yeah, she's in everything. Um, it is interesting talking about Jennifer Lawrence, where you're right. Like her star has kind of faded in recent years, and I think that's. I mean, that's just bound to happen. I think when it shines so brightly, sort of out of nowhere for three or four years. But she has kind of taken a step back. The projects haven't really hit. They haven't really been there. And I think, I, I mean, I think an award season with Jennifer Lawrence is is really fun. I think, I don't know. I think she brings a, lot, a fun energy to awards I think a lot season. of people got annoyed with her kind of quickly. I wasn't one of those people. I always, always found her endearing. And I think a lot of people thought she was putting stuff on. And yeah, there was definitely a, a, a maybe, bit of that. Maybe, maybe kind of wise. She's to, kind of a lot. She is, but I, I yeah, I, I think in, in a great way, and I, I hope that she's back. I hope this is big for her. We, you know, we'll talk here in just a little bit about Adam McKay. I think more broadly, I have my doubts. Um, but yeah, I mean, if this is a thing, and it's gonna be, a, it's on Netflix. It just feels like it's gonna, it's gonna be a hit. And again, I think in order for it to succeed, I think she has to be pretty good. Right. So if we're predicting across the board, why would you not have her? Any jump out uh, in, that we passed over here? That, that, I, had Jennifer- I think our, I think we picked basically my top ten kind of yeah, in, in whatever we're missing, order. Missing one. I had Jennifer Lawrence at nine. My number eight was actually Jessica Chastain. Yes, she, uh, she's the, the one that jumps out. Tammy Faye, which again, uh, you know, we shall see. But yeah, I think I think she's certainly in the mix. Uh, all right, well, let's move on to best actor then. Let's do it. And I guess I go first now since you went first with actress. Yes, congrats. Ooh, this is actually a tricky choice on who to lead off with here. This is a bit of a strange category as we look at it today. It is a strange category. Uh, so I'm going with – I feel like there's a couple pretty safe plays here. Uh, and I'm going to go with Denzel Washington, The Tragedy of Macbeth. Oh, wow. Okay, not where I thought you were going. I mean, Denzel playing Macbeth feels – you know, it's, it's going to be great. I will – I'm not sure if the movie will be great, but – you know, Den- you know where you're getting from Denzel. I will say this, and maybe this comes back to bite me come March. Denzel was not in my top five. Okay. I Denzel at six. All right. Well, who uh, who do you have here at uh, number one? I, I, I don't know. I guess I'm happy to have him. Again, this feels more of a Jennifer Hudson pick, whereas I think this person is probably getting in. Are they winning? I'm not quite sure. But my number one pick is Will Smith. Yeah, that, those were the two that I was Will kind Smith of deciding between. For King Richard, he's playing Richard Williams, Venus and Serena's dad. It's this sort of feel-good thing that I, I'm just not all the way in on. It, it really feels like they're trying to market it as this like 
kind of crowd-pleasing story of perseverance and all this stuff. And that's fine. I mean, I'll wait to see the movie, I guess, to judge it. But, like, it won't quite sit right. Like, Richard Williams is sort of notoriously not a great person. Right, right. He's had, that, like, the, his kind of reputation like, in the sports he, world is, like, this like, is just kind of... I don't think Serena and Venus really have much of a relationship with him anymore. I mean, he certainly used to show up, obviously, all the Uh, time. He hasn't been at events, but yeah, you know. So it'll be interesting. But uh, again, almost like a return to form for Will Smith here. You know, he's one of the biggest stars in the world, but it's sort of been uh, a little bit in the shadows, sort of in terms of like award stuff certainly uh so i think it i think it makes sense for him to come back and this thing that i think a lot of people are going to see i think that makes perfect sense that's that would have been my next pick uh instead i'm going with bradley cooper in nightmare alley wow we've talked about it a bunch be coop but uh i think did i did i pick him in supporting as well well i was just gonna say i i had him in my top five did, for yeah, both. so i'm predicting double noms for I've bradley got, cooper i've got him in both crazy Nightmare Alley and Soggy Bottom. It's really interesting how he has managed to become such a legitimate actor. Yeah. Like, he is... A fascinating career path and, like, star path. Yeah. He just... He's a huge star, but he's also, like, really... I don't want to say out of nowhere. I guess it's been since, like, Silver Linings, but, like, it's such a... He's just, like... He's in a Paul Thomas Anderson movie and a Guillermo del Toro movie this right. year. He's like a go-to actor for like prestige. And he's directors. basically coming off a few years ago directing himself in a in a and role getting snubbed, which got... I still feel bad for him. Yeah, he was one, that was one of my favorite performances it's of just, the year. It's, well, he know that he got some for directing. Oh right, but he was nominated for acting. Yes, correct. Yeah, which is. There's something interesting in that where it's like you can be this, but you're not quite this. You directed yet. yourself pretty well. It's sort of the Ben Affleck. But not well enough. It's like the Ben Affleck thing almost, where it's like actor turned directors who like have all this momentum, and it's like, nah, not quite yet. Right. Uh, all right. Who who uh, who's your next pick? Uh, here? Bradley, for the record, was my number four. So I still have my number two and three on the board, which I'm excited about. Uh, so my number two pick here in best actor is. Leonardo DiCaprio for Dungeons oh, I thought I could wait a beat and get that in the next round. Yeah, I thought maybe you would have thought that, <laughs> which is interesting. What, you know, Don't Look Up is such an interesting thing. We haven't talked about this yet in terms of what not having the Golden Globes does. I think something like that really benefits Don't Look Up, which would have been a musical comedy and maybe sweeps. Right, right. Maybe that's Leo, maybe that's Jennifer, and maybe that's Picture. That's without me. I'm not really, you know, what else? I mean, there's West Side Story, potentially. But Don't Look Up is one of those movies that, like, can really sustain its momentum and really build its momentum based on the Globes because they just get in everywhere in the musical comedy categories. Um, what not having those this year, at least on the level that they used to be, is is interesting. I don't know that it necessarily matters, but it doesn't help. Uh, but again, man, RIP the globes, huh? Oh my God. Bring them back. <laughs> uh, it's listen, it's Leo in an Adam McKay movie. He's the focus of that teaser. It just, it, it, you know, how can you not? How can you not? How can you not? I had him third on my board. I jumped him to get Bradley thinking I could still get him later, but yeah, foolish, foolish. Yeah. Uh, in which case, I'm bumping down where? Let's see. I'm going to go with – I'm be choosing between two here. I'm going to go with Adam Driver and House of Gucci. Oh, okay. 
not much more needs to be said. We've seen him in the trailer. Uh, it's Adam Driver. He's always going for it. Well-liked. If this movie hits, I think he's got a good chance being nominated. Now, did you have him in your top five for supporting? I don't remember. Uh, he was right on the cusp. Okay. Yeah, I have Driver. I have Adam Driver here. He's seventh on my board for best actor. He doesn't... I'm sure he's going to be great. It just doesn't really... It, it sort of feels like a thankless role. Not thankless, it might not but be it enough. feels like everybody else is very showy. Right. And he's not, for the lack of a better term, the straight man here. I think he's going to have a lot to do, but it... I'm hoping it, the subtlety will be will be what jumps out in a movie where everyone is showy. I think the House of Gucci performance will help him get nominated for The Last Duel. That might make sense. Um, but... Which, yeah. So he's duel. seventh... He's seventh on, on my duel. board. Wow. So I get my one, two, and three picks. Wow. Uh, so let's just keep going. Number three uh, is Benedict Cumberbatch in that, The Power of the Dog. Right. Uh, lead role in this movie that I'm predicting to get nominated everywhere. I am, you know, I it's in my top five for supporting actress, supporting actor. He's here as the lead actor of the story. From what I can tell, I've not read the book. From what I have read, the role is pretty juicy. I think it's going to be great. You know, he's, I think, you know, this is a top five contender across the board. He's the lead actor, a respected guy. Just makes sense. I was wondering if I could get this later because I didn't think you were a big fan of his. Don't like him at all. Interesting. I mean, he's fine. He's just like, he's never done anything for me. So, all right. So we've each taken three here. We each have two choices left. This to me is where like. Oh God, don't. If you take, I will be so mad if you take my next one. This to me is where the choice is kind of fall off a cliff like or at least those six seem to be a clear cut above the rest of the list at least for me i'm not sure where uh oh god i really want this one i don't think i'm gonna take wait what okay what you think i am going with michael b jordan the movie really really the only reason i'm taking this the movie is called a journal for jordan (laughs) And I would love it to be a journal for Michael B. Jordan, or better yet, an well, Oscar nomination you know for who's Michael directing B. Jordan. Journal for Jordan. Denzel Washington. Denzel Washington. Uh, no idea what this movie is about. Uh, I don't think there's much about it yet. Uh, but war. Denzel directing Michael Something B. Something about war. Hold on. I have. It's like. It's, yeah, directed by Denzel. Here, I have a log line here. The drama follows First Sergeant Charles Monroe King, played by MBJ, who, before he's killed in action in Baghdad, Authors a journal for his son intended to tell him how to live a decent life despite growing up without a father. So Michael B. Jordan's son in the movie is named Jordan? Is it Jordan B. Jordan? <laughs> Interesting. Uh, uh, I didn't know that you would have to. I had him eighth on my board. So I, I, w- I was thinking that maybe I, you wouldn't even sort of have him on your radar. Yeah, he was he was kind of low, and I, I was looking, cause, because, again, I, I this top six to me was clear, and then I was like, all right, I'm going to take a shot on my last two picks because I I, I don't love yeah. the kind of, sure you know, the, not that there's really consensus yet, but any of the lists that you'll find online these days, yeah. shout out to Awards Watch and, and shout out Gold Awards, Derby. Yeah, and, shout out Awards Watch, that's right. But uh, I, I just didn't love the kind of latter half of their top tens. Yeah. And so I kind of scoured for f- some more interesting choices. Oh, man. I'm looking. Okay. So I'm, I'm happy I have. So this is four for me, right? This is my fourth? Yes. I'm happy I have this. So this is a movie that I kind of want to ride hard for this season. It's sort of a sleeper pick. And it's interesting because we haven't mentioned it yet. But 
That's because I think it's going to center around a singular performance that I'm really excited about and I think is going to be very good. My number four pick and best actor is Joaquin Phoenix. Ah. Come on, come on. That was one of the others I was... Now, it is unclear if this movie is absolutely coming out this year or not. But for the sake of this draft, let's pretend it is. Come on, come on. Uh, Written directed by Mike Mills who recently has done 20th Century Women, Beginners. Uh, and it feels like this is really going to be like an acting showcase for Joaquin. So essentially, an artist left to take care of his precocious young nephew forges an unexpected bond over a cross-country trip. Joaquin Phoenix on a road trip, to me, feels like Oscar bait. Joaquin Phoenix might be my last pick to go on a road trip with. <laughs> Who's, who seems less fun on a road trip than Joaquin oh Phoenix? Oh, my God. Could you he, imagine? He would be so insufferable. Phenomenal actor. Just good Lord. Oh, God. Absolutely terrible. Uh, of the names we've mentioned in this draft so far, who's your number one pick to go on? My number one road pick, road trip buddy? Yeah. Of of the actors we've drafted so far. Uh, actors and actresses? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I call I, actresses. I call them actors. Right. I was just making sure we weren't uh, yeah, I call actresses actors. gendering this here. Uh, let's see. Of everyone we picked, might be Kirsten Dunst. Yeah, that's a good one. I think it's. I think it might be Jennifer Lawrence. She'd be fun. That'd be fun. I mean, it might be Michael B. Jordan, if you know what I mean. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> Get right about me and his I mean, I would love to go on a road trip with Leo. Oh, that'd be great. Leo might be worse. Leo would be like, hey, pull off, pull off. That's how I saw saw broad. <laughs> What? Hey, she looks like she has nice tits. He that's, always say he always been talking about tits the whole time. That's what you imagine Leo to be like. Uh, yeah. Joaquin on a road trip. I mean, in the movie, ideal. Olivia Coleman is actually the right answer here. Ooh, that's a really good answer. <laughs> Olivia Coleman is a really good answer. Yes. Olivia Coleman would always be down to stop. Oh yeah. Always be down to stop. We'd just be having beers. Having fun. Always would like find every, like they should they should make a movie about me and Olivia Coleman going on a cross country <laughs> road trip called Having Beers and Having Fun. <laughs> oh boy! All right, my last pick, best actor. Uh, I have no clue where you're going here, and the the two left on my board are truly shocking. Well, my, the, mine is is like a this could be amazing or it could ruin the movie. I'm going with Cooper Hoffman in Soggy Bottom. Oh, wow. Okay, interesting. We'll see if he has any of his father's uh, acting prowess or if uh, the casting was not a great idea. You know, I do. I wish him well. Okay. I wish him well. Wow. Okay, so my final pick and best actor. Jesus, this is rough. Um (laughs) But again, I I think the uh, ugh, expectations here are low. But I think if this thing does hit, it's because of him. Uh, my final pick and best actor is Andrew Garfield oh. for Tick, Tick, Ellipsis, Boom. Directed by my favorite person in the world, Lin-Manuel Lin- Miranda. Miranda. A movie that I think looks truly insufferable. Is there a trailer for it already? Oh, oh I didn't watch the trailer. Yes, there is. Oh, have I seen the trailer? I might have seen the I trailer. I feel like we ago. talked about it. It looks truly terrible. Um, 
but he sing. I mean, it looks terrible. There's to a me. lot going on. Yeah, it's like you know, it's like these like theater. It's like theater people, and it's just like I can't. You know, everyone's singing at a party. There's nothing worse than singing at a party. People who sing. I feel like I said this on this podcast before, but people who sing at parties. Now, should be committed. Are we talking about like karaoke? Are we talking about no? It's no. It's what do you mean? Sing at a party? Karaoke is okay. No, it's like it's like when musical theater kids get together at a party Ooh, and they start okay, singing. I like someone that. starts like singing Sondheim and they all like jump in. Oh my god! Do you hear the people sing singing a song? Do da do da. It is a. It looks terrible. I was trying to. I was trying to start a party by singing. You're gayer than me when it comes to this stuff. I, uh, but so with this being said, I'll take that as a compliment. It is a compliment. Um, he sings in the movie. He could be great. You know, it's one of these like he's ninth on my board. I don't love it, but you know, who else is there? And I'll tell you, can I tell you who's my number ten? Yeah, I would love to know. Javier Bardem in Being the Ricardos. I don't know what that is. It's the. Lucille Ball biopic. Oh, oh, that Sor- Desi that Sorkin is doing. Desi, is Desi? that coming out this year? Yeah, apparently. Huh. With Desi, I mean, I didn't I, realize I that was going to make putting, it. I consider putting Nicole in my top ten. Nicole Kidman, my favorite actress. I'm well, surprised that one of them. With the knowledge that you think it's coming out this year, I'm surprised you didn't pick her. I just think actress is way stronger. Yeah. Like I think that Nicole's performance will. I mean, you know, that's going to be the you know. The crux of that entire thing, obviously, but I was struggling to put together a ten for actor, and I was like, "Yeah, oh. I don't have a lot that like <laughs> I don't know that I wanted to get here that I that I couldn't." Yeah. Uh, anything on your extended? No, that, that was out? it. That, we've 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 crossed everybody off. What about you? Not really. I only um, made a ten for each one because gotcha, I knew gotcha. that's all we would get to. I mean, on the list, I was looking at like Timothy Chalamet and Dune is in the top ten. That feels. I just don't feel like. I mean, yeah. I guess we've gotten through all the acting categories. So we can talk about what might not be happening. Like Dune, I don't anticipate being an being an acting contender. Right, I right. just I just don't get that vibe. Um. Yeah, that was really it. I don't have many other extended list people. Oh, is is that is Swan Song coming out this year? What Swan Song again? Mahershala Ali is in it. Oh right, I don't know. I wasn't sure if that was uh, – I wasn't going to pick it anyway, but what is this? I just looked up Swan Song, and there's a movie about a retired hairdresser that is <laughs> currently in theaters. Let's go see it. This is not the, this is not the Swan Song I'm talking that about. That is not the Swan Song you're talking about. Maybe they changed the title to not have to compete with this hairdresser movie. Yeah, let me look up Mahershala real quick while we, uh, while we do nothing, apparently. Stand by. Herschel IMDb. Apparently, it's still called Swan Song, according to IMDb. Okay. When a loving husband and father is diagnosed with a terminal illness, I should have picked this. <laughs> He's presented with a con- uh, controversial alternative solution to replace himself with a carbon copy clone. Eh, yeah, who else is in this again? Glenn Close, Naomi Glenn Harris, Close, Aquafina. Good cast. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, we'll keep an eye out for it. Directed by Benjamin Cleary. Beverly Cleary's son. Who's Beverly Cleary? The author. I was thinking she was a character in a book, not an author. 
I'm actually not sure. Beverly Cleary. <laughs> Let's see here. She's one of the two, to be sure. Oh, definitely. Yes. Uh, author, nicely done, nicely done. Oh, oh, she died in March. Oh, she couldn't listen to the podcast. Uh, she died in Carmel by the Sea, California. Oh, I thought you said she died by a car accident. <laughs> I mean, maybe. Was, How old was she? She was old. How old was she? Uh, na- 104. What? <laughs> I hope she wasn't driving. Holy shit. 104? Huh. Oh, Beverly, I feel like I I don't remember hearing about her death or the fact that she was over 100. She was, she was a pretty famous person. Wow. Some Great. of her best-known characters are Ramona Quimby, Beezus Quimby, Ralph S. Mouse. These are all Beverly Cleary characters. Yeah. Wow. May she rest in peace. May she rest in peace, Beverly. 104. Oh, she was oh. gone too soon. 18 days from her 105th birthday. Oh, my. Didn't make it. What a wimp. Didn't make it. How'd she die? Just old? Did she go to that beach? <laughs> um, it does not say how she died. She re- she died in her retirement home. Mm, sounds mysterious. She celebrated her 100th birthday in April 2016. Okay. You don't get to... I mean, you get to celebrate 100. But after 100, birthdays are done. I think you should have. They should have a party for you every day <laughs> that you live after a hundred. <laughs> That's actually a great point. All right, so moving forward, we're gonna get into director, which will obviously sort of lead into a best picture conversation. So I think we do director, uh, maybe sort of swiftly, and then sort of talk more broadly as we get into Best Picture because we have 10 nominees each to get through for Best Picture. Oh, God. All right, yeah. We got to pick up the pace here. Uh, Who went for... I went first on actor, right? Uh, That's correct. So I'll go first first for Best Director. I will go first for Best Director. Um, And it's probably not much of a surprise based on the conversation we've been having. My number one is Guillermo del Toro. Oh, that was not what I was expecting you to say. For Nightmare Alley. Of course, Coming off a win for The Shape of Water, great cast, buzzy project. You have to have him in your five at this point, I think. Makes sense. Uh, uh, what, based on the number of acting uh, nominees we predict from this movie, I feel like the number two is fairly obvious. I'm going with The Power of the Dogs, Jane Campion. Sure, she was my number two. It just feels right. I mean, it... it it feels like sort of a time to anoint her. I mean, I hope that this movie is as good as I'm expecting it to be. And God forbid there better be at least one woman nominated in this lineup. She, well, looking, I don't want to look too far ahead, but she would be my only, she's the only one in my top five. Uh, wow. She's the only woman director you like. Is that what you said? Unfortunate. Would you like to jump off the roof? <laughs> Uh, all right, so that puts me my number two choice uh, is Paul Thomas Anderson. Ah, oh, damn it! For Soggy Bottom, you know what's interesting about PTA? He's only been nominated for Best Director twice. Um, there will be blood and Phantom Thread. That is correct. Uh, four screenplay nominations. This feels like a director's movie, though, right? I mean. It just, yes, 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 yes. Based on the absolutely nothing we know about it so far, yes. Well, listen, <laughs> just from, you know, there are set photos. It, it it feels, it just feels like, again, 
if it sort of hits, I think he's in. Um, but, you know, the fact that he's only been nominated twice for director, despite the fact that he, you know, has obviously directed some incredibly, you know, beloved things. Uh, we'll see. But I, I, I think he's sort of in, sort of right in that middle middle ground right now. I, I have him number three. Gotcha. Uh, my next pick is going to be Adam McKay. Don't look up. Um, okay. He, I believe he got directed for Vice. And Big Short. Got directed. Got nominated for Vice. <laughs> he got directed. I know. So, so both of his kind of uh, serious movies thus far. Yeah. He's gotten a Best Director nomination. And he won screenplay for Big Short. So they eat up his shit. So that's my second pick. Okay. Uh, third. That's good. My uh, my third. I'm surprised you didn't take him uh, ahead of me. Denny Villeneuve. Ooh. Is my pick for Dune. Again, this is really I mean, he's he's kind of the wild card here. If Dune hits, I think he's a threat to win. Um do I get the vibe that it will? I'm not quite sure. But I think that he is beloved enough, I think, from his nomination for arrival, that I think if Dune is is as good as it can be, he's a no brainer here and could threaten for the win. As it stands now, I have him sort of safely in. Yeah, that's. I really hope that movie's great. Yeah, I'm I just do too. not sure if it will be. Yeah, I don't know. But it looks cool. It does. Uh, my third, third, yeah, third pick is going to be. Let's go with Steven Spielberg wow. for West Side Story. Wow. He hasn't been nominated uh, for director since 2013's Lincoln. Yep. He does have more recent movies uh, cracking the best picture field, like The Post in 2018 and Bridge of Spies in 2016. Yeah. But we're already at the sixth nominee here, so you know theoretically this is already out of the nominees. Where the draft, where the nominees to go in the order of our draft, so. I think there's decent value here getting Spielberg at number six. I think there's like a, a return to form narrative that could be built here if West Side Story delivers. I just don't. He was 10th on my list. I yeah. just don't really. I'm not really buying in. On I don't West even Side necessarily Story. disagree with that. But it's just, it's just West Side Story is such, you know, obviously a classic Hollywood movie. And if, if the remake is successful, you know. Sure. Seems potentially. Uh a no-brainer. Sure. So my third pick here is great because I get to draft a woman. Uh, I have Maggie Gyllenhaal for oh, the lost daughter here uh, at number six overall. My third Wait, seventh overall. This is your fourth pick. It is, isn't it? Oh yes, I'm so sorry. Yes, again, can't do math. Fourth pick, yeah, Maggie sixth on my board. My fourth pick here in the draft. I just I get a vibe from it. I get a vibe from it. I like it. Yeah, that's fun. That would that would that would be exciting. Yeah. Um, my fourth, we're on, right? Yeah. Yes. Uh, my fourth pick, I feel like in recent years anyway, uh, there has tended to be a director of a foreign film cracking the best director field. Okay. It's always a little difficult to predict this far out, you know, which movie is going to be the one that, that hits in that sense. But I'm going with Ajgar Farhadi. Oh, okay. Uh, his movie called A Hero. Sure. He's obviously very acclaimed, nominated multiple times for Best uh, Foreign Film. Yeah. All right. 
What? So my final pick here, and it's interesting. The plays into this narrative of just sort of his sort of spotty Oscar history. It's it's funny that we haven't even really talked about him yet at all. My final pick is Wes Anderson. Yeah. For the French Dispatch, uh, only been nominated one time. Really? For Best Director. Grand Budapest? Yeah. Hmm. Which is pretty wild in retrospect. You know, you think about him, he, I don't know, has just never really been beloved by the Oscars, and I don't know why French Dispatch would necessarily be that thing. It feels like early buzz is kind of that it's good, but not sort of top-tier Wes Anderson, and when there are some big names ahead of him, you know, I'm not really sure that he cracks here unless some of these other things falter. You know, unless some of these things don't deliver. You know, he was like, he's been nominated for screenplay three times, animated twice. You know, so he's an Oscar. He's always around. All of his movies are kind of in the discussion in some way. Just sort of a fractured history with the Oscars. And again, I think if like some of these things ahead of him fail, he's right there to swoop in. But right now I don't have him in. It makes sense. Uh, Last pick uh, and our last director pick. I'm going with Pablo Lorraine. For Spencer. Okay, I like this. I mean, who the hell knows? But if if this movie is as uh, potentially popular as Whew. I just I don't think it's gonna be popular. I think it's gonna be good. Well, I would love to be wrong about way. that. I would love to be wrong if about it's popular that. or if it's good. I mean, I'm renting out a theater. I feel like it's a pretty good long shot pick. Sure, I like that. I'm on board for that. Do All right. What, you, well, hold on. Do you know what's really interesting about this? We've been talking about two movies this entire time, and both of those movies are at The Last Duel and The House of Gucci, and Ridley Scott <laughs> is not even in our top them. ten for either of them. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, it was it was like a split the vote sort of thing. Kind of, yeah. So he's on Like, my if list. I could have picked him as, like, like, he would have been, like, third on my list of most likely to be nominated if I could just, if I didn't have to specify which movie. Kind I yeah kind of I have an I have him eighth for the last duel don't even have him in my ten for House of Gucci yeah I, both of those movies would kind of be in my eight to twelve range for a director but it's interesting yeah it's a huge year for him but maybe he just kind of splits three time best director nominee it yeah, feels yeah, but, kind of unwise that neither of us picked him. I know did he get directed for the Mar- or nominated for the Martian snubbed for the Martian interesting yeah. But like now Thelma he's and Louise, now Black he's in Hawk his, Down and Gladiator. Oh, okay. Now he's in his 80s. He's kind of like the like a beloved older director still cranking out I know. work that people Two love. Two prestige movies in one year that are probably getting nominations in like big categories. It's probably very dumb that we didn't pick him. But again, which you know, listen, time will tell. How can you know at this point like time yeah. will tell. When we but... re, when we listen back to this podcast on March 26th, the day before the Oscars. I mean, we'll, we'll know. We'll know which one. God, we're going to sound so dumb. But also, <laughs> could Ridley Scott, we're talking about which one will he, could he be the first to get two since Steven Soderbergh? Feels very unlikely. Can you imagine if he got director, uh, nominated? Why do I keep saying directed for instead of nominated for? I couldn't really tell you there. Damn it. I mean, the category is directing. Yeah. I don't think, I mean, listen. I think the odds are way more that he gets snubbed for both and he gets nominated for both. Oh, 100% obviously. Agree. Um, but, all right. Uh, it's interesting. 
it's it's now time to do best picture, and unfortunately, there are ten best picture nominees, right. so we're going to go through twenty. But we've already talked about nearly all of these movies. Maybe when we get down to the to the the dregs of the you know when we're picks eighteen, nineteen, twenty, yeah. maybe it'll be movies we haven't we haven't brought up yet. But yeah. I think we can run through these pretty quick. Yes, here we go. I get first pick. Oh God, I'm like, do I have to have more? Okay, go on. Uh, now we've we've talked about our our kind of differing strategy strategies. You seem to be focusing on the movie most likely to get nominated. I always pick first of the movie I think is going to win. Uh, and so I don't think this is the most likely movie to get a nomination, but it would be my first pick to win. Okay. Even though I, this is a little bit more of a, a heart pick than a head pick, but I'm going with Soggy Bottom. Paul Thomas Anderson. Soggy Bottom is my first pick for best picture. Got it. That was my number two. My number one, probably not a surprise, uh, Nightmare Alley. Okay, I, I haven't picked many of the Nightmare Alley things yet. I'm a little bit hesitant as far as Nightmare Alley's Oscar potential. Sure. Guillermo is kind of famously, like, the majority of his movies are kind of monster movies, in a sense. Now, obviously, Pan's Labyrinth, massive critical hit, and obviously he won Best Picture with the Shape of Water. And director. And director. And so obviously the, the Academy loves it. But that was his last movie. This one, I just haven't seen enough of it to know, like, to, to be confident enough to pick, him, pick sure. it quite that high. So I kind of I kind of let you have most of the Nightmare Alley sure. uh, choices here. And so if it is, although I think I picked Bradley Cooper. Eh, what are you going to do? Hey. I, I'm a little hesitant to, okay. to, to, to have that. I, I, I support that. I'm all in. Um, my next pick is going to be. Let's see. Am I going to stay on my board? I'm going to go with Don't Look Up, Adam McKay. Okay. Uh, this is. I don't know if this is the best choice because it feels like it might be more a bit more of a comedy. But again, we've we as we've mentioned, Adam McKay's movies have done quite well. Yeah, in I had that at down. The Oscars. At, I had that down at number five. Yeah, it's like it's sense. one of those. It's like. If that doesn't crack Best Picture in a field of 10 at this point, you know, it feels like that would be pretty shocking sitting right. here in August. Obviously, it could happen. Uh, all right. My number two uh, is going to be The Power of the Dog. Yeah, I figured. I probably should have taken that there so I could get my See, that one, I have one. less faith in that than I do Nightmare Alley. Like, Power of the Dog, the narrative has seemed to kind of form out of, like, this sounds like it's going to be good. And I hope it is. But, like, we're predicting a Jane Campion movie to, like, get all these across-the-board nominations. And it's, like... Why really? <laughs> right. It's none of this, <laughs> frankly, has much rhyme or reason. No, but I'm going for point. it. I'm going for it. I like it. Um, I will. My next pick. Let's see. Let's see. Let me make sure this is what I want to do here. Eh, maybe. Maybe. I'm gonna go with. Ooh, this is this is a tough choice actually. There's a lot of options here. This is such a strange year so far. We we haven't seen yeah. any of these movies really. Yeah. Uh, and there nothing has really coalesced into clear favorites. So ranking this next wave is a little tricky. Uh, I'm gonna go with oh, fuck it. I'm gonna go with Spencer. Wow. Spencer, it is. Spence. Okay. Spencer was not in my top fifteen. Did Jackie get nominated for best picture? I don't think so. Hmm. This probably wasn't a great pick. Uh, listen, you'll look. Like, I mean, you'll look like a genius if it does. I hope it does. I can't wait. 
again, here I am picking this ahead of you, sort of surprisingly. My next uh, my next pick is Dune. <sighs> yeah, I'm it, a little I'm a little weary of its Oscar chances. I am. T- I, listen, I am too. I, I could see it not hitting anywhere, but it, yeah, I think it's going to. Makes sense. Uh, next, and we need something big in here, like. Yeah, that's the thing. It, it just these are all we like don't small, have like studio movies. Yeah. It, Dune is really the only kind of big movie that yeah. that even feels like it's in this conversation. Totally. And it, so if it doesn't, you know, connect. Oh boy. I don't know what. I mean, I thought the Oscar ratings were bad before. Who boy? Uh, my next pick's gonna be the tragedy of Macbeth. Okay. Joel Cohen, you got this, bro. <laughs> Yeah, good luck, Joel. You think Ethan's watching at home like, oh, my God, he needs me. <laughs> uh, all right, my next pick uh, is going to be The French Dispatch, a movie that I think feels pretty safe to be, like, eighth. I think that's why you picked it, right? Eighth? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think so we're eight picks go. into a 20-movie uh, selection here. You know, it's like, it's what's, you know, it's it's not going to win Best Picture, but it's gonna it's probably getting in, you know? Makes sense. Uh, I am going to pick Come On, Come On next. Damn it, really? This is, uh, we've, we've talked about it already, but the Mike Mills movie with Joaquin Phoenix. About the, uh, this is the road trip movie. Man, okay. So we're both kind of in on that. Yeah. Yeah, you, you, you kind of picked it. Uh, I was considering taking it in, in the spots where you ended up in taking actor, it. Yeah, okay. Uh, next up for me, my fifth pick is The Last Duel. Okay. So we have so the last duel goes before House of Gucci. That was that I was a big. I think so. I think so. I I don't. I mean, I don't know, man. I think so. <laughs> I had them. Well, I'll just say it. I'll give this away now. I had them back to back on my board because I thought I don't want. I thought that you would maybe pick one of them, and I wanted at least one. Right. So, you know, we're going. I, I went with last duel. I had House of Gucci higher on my board. But I was pretty much pretty much whenever you picked one of them, I was gonna take the other. So I'm taking House of Gucci. Okay, now. good, 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 good. All right, so that's your sixth. Is that where? So we're up. We're through twelve. Is that correct? Yeah. So next up is my sixth pick, uh, which is gonna be passing. Gonna be what now? You're passing on your selection. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's your Tessa Thompson movie. Okay? Oh right, right, right. Passing, I think, is. Uh, Again, feels like one that's going to have a lot of passion behind it. We already know that it's good. So why not go with something, you know, some sort of known quantity in all this mess? That makes sense. Okay. Uh, my next pick. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. I'm down to – I've got a few options here. I'm going to pick probably a couple of them over the next rounds. You know, yeah, I'll go with um, – I'll go with the humans here. Okay. This we've we've talked about a bunch, but it's based on the play. This is uh, first time director Stephen Karam. Sure. This is the A twenty four movie with Beanie Feldstein and and Richard Jenkins among others. So this is my seventh pick now. Uh, if I'm if she's on my board for uh for director, we have to go the Lost Daughter and Best Picture as well. Maggie Gyllenhaal is a Lost Daughter on my board. My seventh pick. Let me find where I had that. I had that a little bit lower, but that's a good pick, I think. Thank you. Um, let's see. Are we going to get weird yet or hold off? Let's hold off. Um, my next pick is A Hero. Okay. Ajgar Farhadi's movie. Obviously, I picked him in director, so you know, I 
you knew this was probably coming pretty soon. Well, my eighth pick here, I've been talking shit about it all podcast, but here we go. My eighth pick is West Side Story. Ah, smart. Surprised you didn't take it earlier than that. I was thinking about it, but... Your big Ariana DeBose head. Oh, yeah. I don't know who that is. <laughs> um, here is... Now it's time for we my... two left, right? Each? Is that right? Yeah. We've each made eight. We've each made eight. Okay. Uh, this is my pick of, of a movie that I think is going to perform better than expected. Um, you've already said that you don't think it's going to be much of an Oscars thing, okay. but I'm, I'm, re- I, I'm ready for it. I think it's time. I'm going with last night in Soho here. Wow. I could see base. Basically. I think the trailer looks very, very cool. Agreed. And none of the performances or Edgar Wright as the director were quite high enough for me to, to plug them into the, into my selections in those categories with only five nominees. Okay. But with Best Picture, when we're, you know, when there are 10 nominees and we're already at, what, the 17th pick? Yeah. I think it's about time. Fair. Edgar Wright has kind of been ignored by the Oscars in his career thus far, but yeah. maybe this one is the breakthrough. Might be. Yeah. Why not take it this late, right? Uh, okay. So my. Uh, ninth pick, 18th overall. I'm going to go with Belfast. Yeah, that was the one we probably brought up the most times that hadn't been chosen yet. Maybe. Yeah, you know, Judy Dench, I think, is going to be nominated. It just feels like one, you know, the older sort of block of the Academy, I think, is going to go nuts for it. Um, you know, why not take it here late? I like it. So we have one pick left each. One pick left. Okay, let, let, let me make sure I got the right pick here then. We just made the right Maybe. pick. What? You just made your right pick. Joe Wright? Edgar Wright. Oh, what about Joe Wright? Hey. Let's see, let's see. Let's run through some of the possibilities here. No, no. Lin-Manuel, tick, tick, boom. Oh, my God. By all means, take your time. Let's Don't like that. I don't think that. Probably not that. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna go with Coda. Oh, okay. This is the child of deaf adults. That's correct. You can watch it next week. Let's go. Yeah, I hope people watch Coda. I think it looks really cool. Nice little small movie. Like, watch it. Yeah. Okay, my final pick. Uh-oh. In the entire 2020 August Oscars draft, uh, I'm going with King Richard. Oh, interesting. You know, Will Smith, I think, is sort of a best actor, sort of front runner. Not front runner, but in the conversation all season. Again, they're sort of framing this as a uh, good-hearted thing. You know, why not? I'll take King Richard as my final pick. A good pick. I mean, it's not, it's not going to get nominated, but a good pick. <laughs> okay. We'll see what happens when Last Night in Soho oh, pops up. It's getting a Best Picture nomination, baby. <laughs> so that was it. We, we, we each picked 20, or we each picked 10 for 20 total for Best Picture. Um, extended list. What else did you have for Best Picture? That was it. We went through all of them. Coda, oh, wow. was, Coda was the last one on my list. Uh, there's a movie called Flea. That animated, I believe. Is, right? It's an animated documentary, actually, which is interesting. Strange. I thought you were gonna pick it based on that, and I was gonna make fun of you for <laughs> picking it based on that. 
Uh, Clint Eastwood has a movie called Cry Macho. Oh boy, he's God, acting please, in it. Please, he's acting in it as well, and we probably should have picked it. Can we please get through an Oscar season without Clint? <laughs> just the threat of Clint. I, I just don't want to smell Clint anywhere. Cry Macho. That's a good title. Give me a break. Um, we've we've mentioned it already, but Mass, the sure. mass shooting movie you picked. <laughs> the mass shooting movie. What did you pick? Oh, you picked Anne Dowd out of there. Anne Dowd to get nominated, yeah. Um, I mentioned Parallel Mothers, which is the Penel- the movie sure. I said Penelope Cruz would get nominated for. Sure. Uh, Respect, we talked about. Yeah. A Journal for Jordan, we talked about. Yep. Um, Tick, Tick, Boom, we talked about. The only others that were even on my long, long list, uh, The Harder They Fall. Yeah, I, I, I'm rooting for that movie. That's sort of like the, the Western... With Idris Elba and Jonathan is, Majors, Stanfield, and uh, Regina King, Delroy Lindo. Yeah, just an incredible cast. The trailer just didn't do that was exactly that. Yeah. So this, uh, if I the trailer hope, hadn't come out yet, we probably would have picked it. But honestly, yeah, honestly, um, yeah, I, I, I hope that the movie is better than the trailer. Agreed. Yeah. Uh, and the last movie I want to mention here, uh, just pretty much because of the title. It was my last sleeper pick, but there's a movie called Red Rocket. Oh, sure. Red Rocket. Starring Simon Rex. Uh, directed by Sean Baker, who did The Florida Project. Mm-hmm. I assume this movie is about a dog boner. <laughs> and I will not be uh, persuaded otherwise. Listen, what an honor to do this draft. It's, it's, it's very exciting to be sort of headed into a new Oscars season, you know, and one that Hopefully, we'll be a little bit more fleshed out. Like, at this time last year, we really had no idea what was going on. A lot of stuff got pushed. A lot of stuff got pulled. And uh, and here we are, I think, with a fun slate. It's an odd slate ahead Very of odd. us, I think. And it, you know, the weird... It definitely has not come into shape yet. Like No. We're waiting for the kind of fall film festival season to kind of start yeah. to to uh, you know, shape the this race into form where we actually have some front runners for now. We're kind of just, we're trying to get ahead of that. We you know, exactly any, anyone, right. anyone can pick who's going to convers- get nominated when it's already been established. Yeah. At, the conversation at starts Tiff here. And the at, conversation starts here. Okay? Exactly. You heard it here first. We're shaping the narrative. Kirsten Dunst, baby. That if, if we get nothing else out of this season, it's a Kirsten Dunst Oscar win. One thing that is interesting is like, how just thinking back just a few years ago when like Roma as a best picture frontrunner being a Netflix thing was such a crazy thing. And now, you know, we're talking about potentially what I would say at least half of the best picture nominees probably being available on streaming in one way or another, whether that's an HBO max thing, whether that's like, you know, some of them are just going to be strictly Netflix. Some are going to have like a, you know, an Apple thing also be in theaters, whatever. And, you know, it's part of a larger conversation, but I hope ideally what that means is that more people are watching these movies and becoming a part of the conversation, you know, like they're just more accessible, which what that means overall, I don't really know. Like I It said, basically just means that no one's watching the Oscars except for us. And that's fine. And, and I would like early to throw our ring, throw our name into the ring for host for next year. I got nothing. Name into the ring? Is that right? Throw a... Throw our name into the ring. 
Yes, that's that's correct. I think you you might have said it. I said it wrong to start. Did you say throw a ring into the name? Something like that. Something along those lines. Yeah. Uh. Anyway. But anyway, it, it, it's interesting. I, well, I hope... what's your, what, what name are you throwing into the ring? I said us. Oh, I missed that. We should host the Oscars. Can you imagine? It'd be so good. What if we show the clips? Oh. Show the God, clips. That's my show okay. the clips. In addition, because to... the host decides whether or not you show the clip. I, believe, I would actually I believe they do. I believe they do. If I was hosting the Oscars and they weren't showing clips, <laughs> I would torpedo the whole thing. I would make I would make the people come up. Play the clip. I would make them come up Play from it. the audience and do the clips live. <laughs> I just yeah, I would just have the sides printed out for them. That's the thing. It's like the other thing that I really wish for the season is God forbid, can we make the Oscars fun again? God. Make the Oscars fun again. So, M T O. I'm gonna I'm gonna wear Matof- I'm gonna make hats that say that. Matovka. I'm gonna make hats that say that. You should. Oh my god. All right, everyone. Thanks for sticking around to this. I assume preposterously long. I don't actually know how long we're going. Hey. But hey, it's. I mean, it's August. It's, Oscar it's a conversation season, about baby. the August. Where else are you finding a conversation about the Oscars in August? Only You can only find it here on the Popcorn Boys. And next week on the Popcorn Boys, I am going to make fun of you when the Suicide Squad flops. <laughs> Everybody, please go see Suicide Squad. Soggy bottom. <laughs> Ooh, that's me after sitting on your couch here for two hours. Oh, no. <laughs> Bye. Good night.